The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to head over because you he doesn't have much time left with us here at the station. He's been a mainstay on the airwaves in Edmonton for more than 40 years. But as you know, 630 Chad's Bruce Bowie has decided it's to sleep in. <laughs> Bruce announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago. His last day on the air is this Friday. Uh, he joins me now to look back at what is, what's been an incredible run. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Thank you, Jaylen. An honor to be on your show. When you When you look back... At, at this, at 47 years, if you start when you, you know, we go through it all, we've talked about this, yeah. you you started in, in, in Lethbridge and then you moved off to, I think it was Moose Jaw and there was like a total of about eight different stations. Yeah, Lloyd Mr. Lethbridge, Moose Jaw and then Chad. And then that. Chad. Yeah. Um, when you look back at this 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 amazing run that you've had. What do you think about? You know, there, there's something I've been thinking about recently and there was uh, one day at our Kissing Studios downtown yeah, so this is probably, I don't know, 20 years ago, but I, I walked in the studio and for some reason I was the only one in there. And I looked around at all the equipment and uh, and I thought, wow, this has really happened. I mean, it never really hit me before that this is something I always wanted to do and I was doing it. Uh, and when I started, it was, uh, and maybe it was the same for you, I don't know, but it was such a struggle to get that first job. I sent out uh, so many tapes and resumes and, and you get the form letter back. Thanks for your interest in our station. We have no openings right now. We'll keep it on file. And then you get your job and radio and you realize the file is like a cardboard box <laughs> under somebody's desk. And I had a program director who called his box of broken dreams mm-hmm. but there were all these tapes would go and so I finally decided that if I was going to get a job I would have to try and charm the program directors so uh, one weekend after working on my dad's ranch all week I got some tapes together and hit the road and I think I hit Swift Current and Rosetown and and Lloydminster and Wetaskiwin and Red Deer and did a, a big loop and they say timing is everything and I, I hit Lloydminster on a Friday when somebody had just quit and so uh, wow. they called me Monday and said well we'll give you a shot if you want to do it I said are you kidding so I was I was there what was it about radio that when you were you know you'd working on your dad's ranch yep. growing up what was it about radio for you that you thought this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Honestly, it took me to a different place. It just it just sounded so exciting. And I've talked about this before, listening to these AM stations that boomed in on the prairies and, and hearing some just unbelievable disc jockeys from back in the, uh, well, at that point, it went the late 60s, I guess early 70s. And uh, just the fun they were having on air and the magic and the theater of the mind. And I've talked about coming to work at Ched and um, down there, we you know, Ched booms all over the place. I would listen to Wes Montgomery and Bob McCord. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first day coming into Ched was the first day I'd seen the station and I walked into the control room and it was this little room that was not much bigger than a closet. We didn't even have an outdoor window and it was just dark and kind of dismal. I thought, really? <laughs> this is where the magic comes from? But again, it's like theater of the mind, what you create with sound. It has been amazing. Um, I've just been in radio, what, for 10, 10 years mm. now, full time. And it's amazing to me, the connection that uh, that um, you can make with your listeners yes. and how, for lack of a better word, I think intimate radio is, it has always been stunning to me what people are willing to share and how they're willing to connect. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about this business. And I'm guessing you feel the same way. Oh, very much so. Yeah. In fact, there's uh, so many listeners that have reached out to me that I unfortunately kind of forgotten used to listen all, all the time. And it was uh, Tuesday that uh, one of our regular listeners on Kiss and Call, he said, hey, Bruce, it's Belt Buckle Bob. <laughs> 
belt buckle Bob, where have you been? <laughs> and uh, he'd been listening since, actually since I started at KISS 30 years ago. So um, you're right, you do develop these relationships. And some even uh, now to this day, you probably have this too, have become friends. We go for lunch yeah. once in a while and uh, it's pretty cool actually. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it, so 47, what kept you going that long? I mean, uh, what is it? I mean, some of us are like, okay, well, we have to save enough money. We need a retirement fund. We need all of yeah. that. But, but what what was it that, uh, that that kept that passion alive? Was it was it those those listeners, those connections? You know, that and even to this day, I still love coming to work. It's a, it's a creative job, and uh, and it's not like work. Uh, and, and honestly, I think of Shay's twenty questions in the Edmonton Sun, and they, <laughs> they said, "What would you do if if it weren't for this?" He said, "I'd be homeless. I have no other skills." So that's kind of it. Did you ever think of anything else any time that you're like, "Oh, maybe." it's time and you know maybe go back to farming doing whatever i did i thought about because that that was my plan originally to do this for a couple of years and go back and work with my brother on the ranch but that's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) um i think for most of your career you worked mornings didn't you Uh, 1980 i started doing mornings in 1980 okay i I did mornings for about i don't know five years Mm -hmm. and it almost killed me i just it's it's a tough it's a tough um, it's a tough cycle to get into or to try and figure it out. How did you manage all that way? Well, by, by nature, I'm a morning person. Okay. I love getting up in the morning, going for a run, and I'm just, I seem to have my most energy in the morning. And my first morning gig was in, uh, in CH. C-H-A-B and Moose Jaw. Uh, so I started doing mornings there and I just loved it. And in fact, when I was there, um, they were a sister station of Chet at the time when it was owned by Moffat. Uh, boring story. But anyway, <laughs> they, they needed somebody here for, for a swing shift. And so my program director in Moose Jaw sent a tape of me. He thought, maybe I'd be ready. Mm. And so their program director called him and said, yeah, we'd, we'll hire this guy. And so I was doing the morning show one morning and I still remember Don West walking in and saying, pack your bags, kid, you're going to Edmonton. Mm. I said, are you kidding? Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you've taken over uh, when you came to uh, came back to the building and took over um, uh, Kissin from West Montgomery, mm-hmm. and I mean West Montgomery, a legendary. Oh, legend, yes. Um, yeah. Was that was that nerve wracking? Incredibly intimidated. I, I think coming to to Ched at first was the most intimidating and I tell a story about breaking out in hives I was such a mess of nerves but taking over from West was really difficult my program director at the time a guy named Roy Hennessy uh, was brilliant because he wanted me to have a shot at the morning show but um, he knew that I'd get slaughtered in the media if they said oh this punk is going to take over from West he's going to get killed so he told them look we're putting Bowie in on a part-time basis here just uh, till we can figure out what we're going to do. And so then I just stayed. Uh, <laughs> never but, uh, left. But I never got the pressure from the newspaper people saying, who do you think you are? And so you know what? Good. During that time, and I and I look back at that time, country music, right? Mm. I mean, it was a pretty exciting time during country music, especially, you know, late 80s into the 90s. Yeah. Things were happening. You know, you saw, you, you know, we had the Dwight Yoakams, we had the Brooks and Dunns, we had Garth Brooks. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I think because we were at an event with Garth Brooks not too long ago, and didn't you introduce Garth Brooks here in Edmonton at one of his first concerts? I think I did three concerts of his, and what a rush to go on stage! I mean, the the Coliseum was just ready to explode. All those cheering fans just couldn't wait to see Garth. And I remember when I first came uh, to Kissin, and I'd been working in Calgary, and Jerry Simmons, the program director, called, and uh, I said, "I don't know anything about country music," mm-hmm. and I didn't. And he said, "It's okay. It's all new. It's all and and nobody did at that time, yeah. so it was new to all of us." And he said, uh, "One of the things you really appreciate is." Um, 
the country music listeners just love their radio people. I thought, okay, you know, that sounds like a nice sell line to try and get me here. But it was true. It's you know true. this too. They really do. Uh, they make you part of their family. That the 20, 21 years, 21 yes. years on, on Kissin', working with all sorts of characters yeah. and seeing all sorts of things and making the move up to, to news talk. And um, and I, I always found this story an, an interesting one, but that decision to leave I mean, Bruce, you could still be on Kissing, right? You know that, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that was a tough, tough decision to leave, and it is. You know, I can remember people questioning me when I left uh, television after 18 years. Well, why would you do that to go to radio? Why would you leave? You know, something that you know inside and out that people uh, know who you are. That you've kind of got it to try something new. Why did you I, try something I, I loved, new? I loved the, the job at Kissing, and I had a great team to work with, as you know. Uh, and Gord Whitehead was leaving, so I'm blaming Gord, but <laughs> <laughs> but he actually extended my career, so I thank Gord. Um, he was such a good help when I came over. But Doug Rutherford, our, our general manager, said, um, you've been in, in the, at the city a long time. We need somebody with some maturity who knows how the city ticks. We think mm. you're the guy. But he said, it's your decision, so you decide. And at that time, I think it was 55 or 56, and I knew that our target audience at Kissin' was a 35-year-old housewife. <laughs> and I thought, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. maybe it is time to make this move. So it just seemed like a logical thing to do. And in you went. And um, have you had, you know, when you look at best days on the job, worst days on the mm. job, if you look back, if I was to put you on the spot and say, what was a best, what was a best day, what was a worst day, would you be able to come up with something off the top of your mind? Um, some of the best days, you know, when you, you, you talked about Garth Brooks, when he was in town, the whole town was just jumping. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were so excited about he, him being there. And there's some days, and I can't explain them, and you know how this works, that everything just falls in place. <laughs> it just works. Uh, listeners call with great material you can use, and, and things just work. I think it's like golf. You know, some <laughs> days everything works, some days they don't. Um, worst days, one of my worst was shortly after I started at Ched, and... Um, Everything's computer, so voice clips we play, interviews we play, uh, everything comes through the computer, and it all crashed. Mm. And so all I had was a microphone. Just talking. I couldn't, I couldn't even, like, shut the mic off to call an engineer. And so I thought, what? And I just, that's the only time I thought, okay, I can't do this. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to go and resign, and, and I didn't. But um, anyway, thank goodness for Brian Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I waved Brian into the control room and I I don't know if I hand signaled or kind of told him what's going on, so I figured it out. And so I turned his mic on and and uh, 45 minutes later... <laughs> Good to go, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you're, you, one of the things I've always uh, respected uh, about you, Bruce, is your commitment to the community mm-hmm. and how you've uh, how you've given back. And, and this career allows us to do that and has allowed you to do that. But I think you've taken it in many cases to a different level. Um, you have some really strong ties with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think of the Hope Mission, you know, that's the one yeah. that comes to, to mind um, immediately. And... Um, they're going to miss you. Yeah, well, it's funny you you mentioned that because Bruce Reith, who runs things over there, he had lunch with me about a year ago and said, uh, you're probably going to be retiring one of these days. And so he said, uh, if you have nothing to do, (laughs) he said, as much time or as little time as you want or whatever area you want to help out in, we'd be glad to provide something for you. What was it about the Hope Mission for you that that, um, you deemed worthy of your commitment to them? Well, you know, I uh, I had some really good friends who moved into a condo downtown and um, the very first weekend that they were there, they said they looked out the back window and they saw some people digging in a dumpster for mm-hmm. some deed. They thought this isn't right. And so the next week they made some bag lunches and just went out to hand them out and were met with a lot of skepticism. Um, but they finally 
had people taking their lunches and created some friendships. So then they asked my wife and I if we'd like to come and help hand some of these out. And it was just such an eye-opener for me because uh, when I heard the the story of some of these people who wound up in the streets in really tragic situations, and it, uh, again, there's mental illness, there's mm-hmm. addictions, but even family tragedies. Uh, uh, one poor guy, he lost his wife and his daughter on her wedding day in a car oh accident, gosh. and he just went off the rails and, and wound up uh, hitting the bottle after that. And, and I mean, it just sounds like such a cliche to say there, but for the grace of God, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Any one of us could wind up in that situation. And it's an interesting thing, the uh, community in the inner city, because I often say I'd sooner do business with a lot of them. That's <laughs> people in the business world. They look out for each other and they care about each other. And uh, there's a real tight community down there. And I'm just glad that it's, I feel like such a phony because I was there for uh, three times. I, I lived on the streets for three days, but I had the option of going home when yeah. it was all over and they don't. And it's, it's tough. Bruce, um, would you, if someone were to come in today and say, hey, I'm thinking about getting into radio, would you tell them to go for it? Yes, absolutely. Because, the, and I don't know if it was like this when you started, but even when I started, I had no end of people telling me it's going to die. There's no future mm-hmm. in radio. I had a, a really good uh, friend of mine who's a cousin, not a friend, he's a cousin. Anyway, he said, uh, get a job at the bank. It pays more than radio <laughs> does. He said, what are you doing? And then years later, he apologized for telling me that. But... Um, but yeah, I, and I would say the same thing today. I mean, the, the death of radio has been forecast for decades years. now. Yeah. So yeah, go for it. Um, coming up to make this decision about retirement, I know you had been thinking about it for a little while. Yes. Um, was there a moment that you just said, okay, this is it, we're going to do it? There's been many moments. <laughs> Actually, I think I've been thinking. In fact, when I started at Chad, my uh, plan was to... Uh, maybe work for three years so they could find somebody good. And so nine years later, here we are. Uh, and I just, I, st- I enjoyed working there, so I didn't really want to quit. But there there did come a time that, uh, you know, I thought it's time. And I don't know, maybe it's kind of a selfish thing, but I'd like to leave while well, maybe I'm still doing a half-decent job instead of leaving as a shadow of what I used to be. And people say, oh, he used to be pretty good. But yeah. look at him now. Um, and not just that, but it's it sounds kind of corny, but there are younger people who do want to get into this, want to have a shot at this. And then sometimes you just need to move aside and say, okay, it's your turn. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Mary must be excited. She is so excited. We were, <laughs> we were walking the dogs the other night and somebody said, are you happy he's going to be home? And she said, as long as, uh, as he's out of the house by six <laughs> every morning. So. Do you have any plans um, uh, how you're planning on enjoying oh, it? Oh, this is so exciting. In fact, I and you know Dr. Bob Stedward. Yes. Uh, he came and he told me, he, I just so appreciate him because he came and we were walking upstairs and, and he said, uh, so are you ready for this? And I thought, well, you mean financially? He said, no, are you ready for this? So he sat down and told me what he'd gone through and it took him about two years to settle into retirement but in all seriousness he said one of the neat things that happened was he and his wife got a lot closer Mm. and uh, and you know he's a runner Mm -hmm. and a biker and his wife doesn't enjoy that so much so he said what what can we do together and they both like walking so most mornings they're heading off to some different place in the river valley to walk together and they've got time to talk and and so i'm looking forward to that but after uh, 47 years of of schedules and having to be somewhere at some time. I've had so many people saying, well, what are you going to do? Do you have trips planned? No. <laughs> it's going to be nice to wake up each morning and say, well, maybe I'll do this today or that today. So, Your final thoughts as, as we wrap up here, anything that you want um, the great uh, Ched listeners mm. to know about your time here and if they're listening from Kissin, whatever, yeah. um, what 
you want them to know about your time with them. This time would not even have been possible without them. So I thank them so much for their faithfulness. And I've mentioned this several times. I have no idea why uh, Edmonton kind of embraced me, but I embraced them right back. Um, This is home. I did go down to Calgary for a couple of years and it was, I realized it's really tough to go into Mm -hmm. a big city market and, and try and make a footprint. Um, so there's some some forgiveness, I guess, for longevity. People <laughs> people are willing to give you a break. Uh, so I, I appreciate appreciate them so much. And 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 you know, really, the grace of God has allowed this to be possible. Uh, without His help, this I wouldn't have gone this long for sure. Um, so it's been good to have that foundation as well. Bruce, um, you've just been you know rock solid in this community for many years. Your commitment to the community, uh, and you're just a pure class act. We wish you the absolute best in your retirement. Enjoy it. And boy, we're sure going to miss you around here. I know, but I've, I've always had mornings as an excuse, but now maybe you'll get me to put those high heels on and go for a walk with you on one of your walks. September 11th. All right. <laughs> Bruce, thank you for this. Thank you. Well, big thanks to Bruce Bowie for that great chat. Always great to chat with uh, with Bruce. Always a little nervous talking to someone who's been in the business for as long as he has or interviewing someone uh, with the experience that uh, Bruce has. want to remind you that 6.30 Ched Mornings with Chelsea Bird and Shay Gannam will hit the airwaves on Tuesday, uh, September 3rd. So only morning show there so keep your ears open for that you know it was bruce that i think i first started doing a little bit of uh, radio with back in 2004 then traffic uh, reporter tracy uh tracy gray was on mat leave and um bruce was working with sean burke at the time chris sheets was the program director if i remember correctly and chris came to me and asked if i would come and fill in for tracy while on mat leave but it was a little crazy because i was still over at global television uh, doing the 11 o'clock newscast so I wouldn't get home from work till about 12 30 in the morning and turn around and be up at 4 30 or 5 and try to get over here and try to do um try to do traffic until nine then go to the gym and then turn around and, and go to work again at global but it was uh what an incredible opportunity and for that short time being able to uh to work with with Bruce it was absolutely incredible uh your text coming in this afternoon um Bruce, without you, there's going to be no one to listen to me complaining in the morning while I get ready in the morning. We all love you. We love radio. Your voice will be missed. XO Melissa. And Melissa says, give him a big smooch from all of us. Okay, Melissa done. Uh, Trucker Dave says, hey, uh, congratulations, uh, Bruce, on your amazing career and now your retirement. I'm going to have to recover from Bruce in the morning withdrawal. And uh, roll on the floor laughing regarding uh, Bruce, what he said about Brian, just get Brian in to take care of, you know, filling the time when uh, everything crapped out that day, all of the equipment. He says, we're going to miss you very much, Bruce. That's, uh, it says, greatest regards from Robert, a.k.a. the Jet Solver. And uh, this one said, I've been, um, it's what happened to me. I, sent, I was sent to Edmonton for two weeks. This is Ron saying, I was sent to Edmonton for two weeks in 78 and I'm still here. I've been listening to Bruce Bauer ever since. Even when I had to go to Calgary, when he came, uh, when he went there and came back, same time. I thought he was following me. We're going to miss him. Uh, so thanks everybody for, yeah, Bruce Bauer is a rock star. Going to miss him is an understatement for sure. And then someone says, out of barhead, Bruce, you're going to be so bored. Ah, uh, you know what? Some people do get bored with retirement. Other people absolutely love it. I loved it. I thought my father was going to be bored bored senseless after he retired like 20 years ago and he's loved every single day of it again 6 30 ched mornings with chelsea bird and shay gannam hits the airwaves tuesday september 3rd